Hey, good afternoon everyone. BC here and I'm at the uh, headquarters of Mattel. Actually in the design studio, which is pretty cool. Lots of cool cars here, but they're doing this pretty cool function in collaboration with the guys from Roborace. Hello, Dark Wave. Sorry for the noise in the background. There's a simulator back there, which is pretty cool. It's a simulator of an e-vehicle. Hello, Toyota 86 Freak. Gabe. Good afternoon. Good seeing you. Empire 007. Hello. Ah, Dream Automotive. Hello, sir. All the way from the UK. Thank you for joining us, sir. Christian Montez. Greetings. Clintown. Good afternoon. Gio. Hello, Chuck. So thank you so much, guys. I'm here at Mattel. Um, I caught wheels. I don't know if you guys can see it, so I'm trying to move this around so you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, as you can see, there's some pretty cool stuff going on here. Some of the Hot Wheels headquarters. And what you see back there is a pretty cool project. It's like a simulator courtesy of Roborace. And this is a company that you know has its roots in the UK and Europe and here in the US now with really Formula E racing. Hello, Sam. Good seeing you. Chuck, good afternoon. Kevin, how are you, sir? I know you'll always be part of this. Appreciate that. Thrill Issues, good seeing you, Chris. Thank you for joining me this afternoon on our Tech Tuesday. And for those of you on YouTube, and for those of you listening on podcasting, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Aden, all the way from the UK. Good evening. Hope all is well. Kevin, I am fantastic. Hope you're doing great as well. Hello, Nav. Good seeing you. Hey. Yes, Netherlands in the house. Wow, it's evening time there as well. So thank you so much for joining. Yes, good seeing you as well, Gareth. I am fantastic. I'm in a really great place today at the uh, Mattel headquarters where Hot Wheels is all created and the design team is here. And behind me is a new launch of the Robo Race and Mattel collaboration where there'll be a very cool Hot Wheels and something really exciting is being launched today as well. The one thing about Robo Race I noticed is that they really want to have an opportunity to make transportation a lot safer to save lives and really bring electronic or EV racing to the masses, which is pretty exciting, you know? What you see back there is the exact replica of the Robo Race race car, but it's set up like a, and I need to get on that and show you guys what it is, but it's set up like this crazy uh, virtual reality, um, uh, it's, like a, it's like a virtual reality experience, which is pretty cool. Like you're racing on a track, but you're on top of the car, which is pretty nice, you know? Hello, Jeremiah, AJ, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining this afternoon. So guys, it, it's really great. Something I really want to talk to you guys about is really the future of motorsports and opportunities. Um, yeah, it's almost, it's, it's like a simulator. You can say like a video game, but it's, it's probably the most advanced simulator I've seen, period, you know? Brian, I am fantastic. Hope you're doing well. PVW, forever, good seeing you as well. Hello, AJ. Um, yes, it was. Um, actually, the gentleman who helped with design is, have you guys seen that movie? Um, it's a very, very, very popular movie as well uh, with, with uh, Tom Cruise, Oblivion. Uh, the gentleman who designed the car or the, the vehicles in that helped design that. It's really part of the team and done very, very well as well, you know. NyQuil, 62, I am fantastic. Hope you're doing smashingly well. I'm great, thank you for asking. And, um, you know, today I really want to talk about quite a few things with you guys, you know. Thank you, singer Camel Jammer, appreciate that. And, you know, it's about really technology and how it can help and even though many enthusiasts don't see the future of EV technology being strong I'm telling you it is the future many manufacturers are investing heavily in EV and hybrid technology and for me as someone who likes to go fast one thing that makes it very exciting for me is the opportunity to be able to experience full torque at 1 rpm which makes a really fast car whether by itself EV on combined combination with a petrol engine you know 
Ah, you've been waiting all week to ask questions. Well, DJ, please ask away. I'm here to help, you know? Yes, it goes significantly more than that. As a matter of fact, I can ask June, I have a question. How fast does that go? What's the fastest? Well, not this one, but the proper prototypes. 300. So you're asking about 100. How about 300 miles per hour? And that's from Juni Mai, who's part of the rubber race team. Absolutely smashing, you know? Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty good. That I didn't know. Thank you so much, Glint. I appreciate that, you know? Catch cans, is it worth it? Yes, it is. So, one thing about catch cans, it does multiple things. Especially if you have a car that's set up where you tend to evacuate the crankcase pressure into the, into the uh, atmosphere. A lot of times, oils, especially some of the cheaper oils that kind of have a high evaporative function, you need to be able to collect that and collect it very nicely. And sometimes there are liquids and vapor that actually are moisture-based that collect as well, and you want to be able to be able to collect that properly. When I typically do catch cans, I tend to collect in a large catch can and have a drain back into the crankcase as well, you know? Yes, there is, Kuntown. There is a 300 mile per hour working rubber race car. Absolutely, you know? Um, let's see. What eight watt is saying, OEM glass is the only way to go. I got my window replaced after market. It has an air whistle going over 45 miles per hour. Please help. Many times it could be the trim. So I assume you mean the front windshield. What causes a lot of whistle is not necessarily the glass itself, but how the trim was adhered around it, which is pretty crazy, you know? It's faster than Bugatti or... Yes, you can. Imagine, guys, I'm telling you, petrol engines are great. They sound fantastic, but you can't beat the proper torque management of an EV car. It's absolutely smashing. I know it's pretty loud here. I'm so sorry, guys. But it's about to get really, really crazy. There are going to be over 200 people here at this launch, which is pretty exciting indeed, you know? Ah, that's pretty cool. I like the 2018 Accord. Let me know if your Sport is automatic or is it uh, manual, because the manuals are really, really fun. It's, it has the same setup as the Type R, pretty much, with slight differences in camshaft, slight differences in turbo, and also in the pumping assembly, the fuel pump assembly as well. So you can see what's going on in the back there. That's actually a simulator. And right there, you can see the screen showing what the driver does tend to see. It's pretty cool, you know? So, Darkwood said um, he found an old Super Street article where I was featured and it said that the F2Ts were all the same. Can confirm? Yes. A1, A4, and A6 are all the same. The only difference between A1 and particularly A6 is the camshaft. The cam profile in A6 is much larger, but when you take points digitally inside the port and externally on the head, they have the same head. No problem whatsoever, you know? Uh, yes, we are. part of the car. You're absolutely correct, Clinton, you know? Is there a tire brand I recommend for tracking Eclipse and these needles, but now I wonder if you recommend different? Yes, um, I'm a huge advocate of Toyo, which is to some extent a sister company to Nido, but the Toyos give me a lot of compounds. Where you're looking at the RR for, R for road racing, um, even if you're looking at their slicks, which is pretty cool, I'm a huge fan of the R888Rs, which gives me great feedback on the track, good adhesion, very good adhesion, and improved drivability in the rain. It's, the R R's are a really good all-round performance tire, and I have it on the Viper, on my center seat Porsches, and so on and so forth. The RRs are fantastic. The RA1s are good old-school compound and tread package. It's pretty nice, but you know, yeah. Um, behind me, there, there are about three ladies behind the R35. <laughs> yeah, so um, Kevin, they, they discontinued the R triple eight. Now they have R triple eight R's, which is pretty interesting, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing. You, you are correct, um, DJ. 
Ethanol is hygroscopic, which means it absorbs moisture from the atmosphere, but it's not so much to create an issue with a catch can, but a catch can is a good idea, especially if you're using um, an oil that's not EA5 compatible. I use Purell, and even with that, I don't see the evaporation or contamination, but still I have catch cans on pretty much all the project cars I have, especially the boosted ones, which are pretty nice, you know? Um, so, Danny, I don't know what you're writing, but um, if you're going to put a lot of stuff, I'm going to have to remove you, so please behave. Um, that is correct. Adonis Costa is absolutely correct. So it really has a lot to do with the trim around it. The windshield itself, not a challenge, but the trim, by all means. Thank you, DJ, you know. Um, so, I know they have very special tires, so if you see, there's some Michelin pilot sports that specifically made to handle the weight and speed rating that this car has. So when it comes to the Formula E, I can find out. And what we'll do is when I'm done with this live feed, we'll rock around the cars and find out, you know? Um, sure, I'll be, I'll be more than happy to. Um, why don't we, what I'll do is, when I, I'm done with this tech, because it will be on here, because I have to wrap up in about 15 minutes or so when we're done, I will definitely go over there and see what's going on, you know? I know, if he doesn't stop, I'll, I'll have to remove him. I'll have to remove him, AJ. <laughs> so, um, first one, Blake soon. Wait, wait, what is asking? Is there a brand or some DOT4 I recommend? Yes, Stop Tech. I've used their fluids with great success, and it's something that's very, very attractive to me. And you can be able to find that all around the world, from the UK to here in the United States, no problem whatsoever, you know? Uh, so with 020, what temperature would you recommend the oil cooler or higher viscosity? Well, it depends. Um, if you start pushing 300 plus Fahrenheit, then it's time for a cooler. I mean, 300 solid, then it's time to get a cooler. Um, when it comes to viscosity, I'm a huge advocate of going to larger viscosities based on bearing clearances, not necessarily with heat. But bearing clearances and what you may reject into it. Let's say you have an NA setup that requires 0 20 and you're going to turbocharge when that build, yes, go 530, go the next step up. But if it's the same setup as factory, same bearing clearances, use an oil cooler. That would do great things for that, you know? Yes, Adon, my plan is to do that and hopefully I can get someone to film me as I get on that pretty cool <laughs> simulator, you know? Ah, one Andre, I did, I did, but he did good, okay? Oh, so they're playing lots of music here. It's gonna get pretty loud very soon. So try and bear with me, guys. What makes an engine better for building than other engines? Um, there are quite a few things. Um, one thing in particular that makes an engine better is the foundation. One thing I look for is how the pine case is embedded in the lower end or lower bottom end. So that being said, God, there's a lot of music here. Um, so what I'm gonna do, guys, I'm gonna try and wrap up early today. I'm gonna walk around the campus because there's a lot of music. I don't think you guys can hear me. So I'm gonna come back, walk around, show you what's going on here. I'm gonna get a closer look at the simulator, okay? Hope all is well. Talk to you guys soon. Take care. Cheers.